I'm your host, Annie Bowles, and this is a bonus episode of News Du Jour. guys and welcome back to News Du Jour. I have with me today Francesca from The Good Space podcast and she is going to talk to us all about psychology and where that collides with your intuition and your spirituality. Francesca, thanks so much for being here today. Tell us a little bit more about yourself. Where are you from? Where did you go to college? What did you study and what are you doing now? Annie, thank you so much for having me on here. Um, Even just before we started recording, I've been having so much fun chatting with you, and I love your community and the people in your community, so I'm really grateful to be here, so thank you for having me. Um, Okay, so I was born in Pennsylvania and then primarily was raised in Tucson, Arizona, And then when I was 18, moved to Los Angeles to work in the music industry um, with with the plan that my parent, well, not the plan, but the deal was with my parents. If you still go to college, we'll let you go to college in California so you can do music while you get your degree. And so I said, deal, that's great. And so I actually got my degree in psychology and I went to Cal State Northridge. Um, So it's like 20 minutes, 30 minutes, maybe on a, you know, good day outside of Los Angeles. And so I would work in the day at the bank, um, in between classes or like I had my schedule worked that way where I could work 30 hours a week and go to college. And then at night I would network like crazy, just trying to get any connections. I could speak to anybody. It could be in fashion. It could be in all these random industries, but I was like, whatever to get me like in the scene to get into music. That was like my life at that point. Mm. Um, and so yeah, I don't know how deep you want me to go into like the full history of things, but I did work in the music industry. I ended up doing that for six and a half years. I started at Rock Mafia Records, and at the time they were writing all the songs for Demi Lovato, Selena Gomez, Miley Cyrus, like that whole Disney era. They were the ones writing all those songs. And so I was doing day to day for them for one of their artists. Um, and then from there, I started working with a music, uh, major music manager, and he managed Janet Jackson, Backstreet Boys. We managed Sierra um, and like a up and coming R&B group. And so I helped him mainly with Sierra and the group. And so worked with him for a bit. It was really fun. But then I realized it was not what I wanted to do. It was just a very toxic environment. And as soon as I realized I didn't really have like my North Star anymore and what I was doing, that's when I decided to step away. Um, So I got into marketing for a startup for a little bit and then moved to Switzerland for three years. Uh, My husband's job required him to to be there. And so we went there for three years and that's where I started diving into like 
books just reading all the time I couldn't legally work there so I started picking up like ghost writing book editing blog writing and that's when I kind of like had the inklings of the good space um and so in with the mixture of reading those books being isolated I felt very isolated there even though I loved the country um I thought oh well I'm learning all these amazing things and I want to feel connected to people who can talk with me about it like we can share these ideas we can get excited about it and so I started bloom daily blog which is what I originally started and that's where I would share quotes thoughts ideas I like connected with other like-minded people and at the same time I started writing articles going on medium writing on my own blog and then eventually um, I met a business partner at the time who we both were kind of on the same page as far as spiritual things and we're like we should we should start like a spiritual brand together and then that's where the good space got started um and so we just you know r- ramped up the blog posts sent out emails um to our community like really tried to give it a go and then within like the last year year and a half is when she decided to do her own thing and so i took over what is now the good space and so we're continue we're still doing um blog posts, you know, the podcast, emails, all that stuff, and just figuring out like, yeah, our ultimate direction. So we're still in that growth slash discovery phase. So hopefully that was a good intro. Yeah, absolutely. I actually didn't know anything about you being part of the music industry. So that's like totally fascinating. Um, So how would you say you really, I mean, obviously, we just talked about your transition, but um, how has it been transitioning back into psychology versus doing that? Yeah, well, I feel like the reason I was drawn to psychology was because I've always felt that connection to God and that connection to something greater than me. And so looking back, it actually felt like such a natural thing for me to have chosen. Um, and since leaving music, although that was a really hard transition because I had a lot of resentment. Um, you know, I didn't sing or song right for like five or six years. I just literally turned that part of me off completely. Mm. And thankfully I've been able to heal a lot of that, but I feel like with the good space, it really allowed me to be okay in who I was and in my own skin. And mm-hmm. so getting back to that and getting back to the importance of um, just really being authentic and connected and living truthfully in the world. Um, I think it's felt more authentic and powerful and energizing than anything else I've ever done. So, um, I'm definitely grateful. And I know what I've learned just, you know, from school and like my experience, like it's definitely helped me be to connect with people and to, to dive deeper. I'm not a surface person. I hate small talk. I absolutely hate it. Like, I don't know why it irritates me so much. Um, so yeah, I just feel like all around it's, it, it makes sense to me that I'm incorporating it in what I'm doing. Oh my gosh. I'm the same way. I'm just like, get to the point. Um, which is like part of why like sugar-free media exists. It's just like straight up, straight to the point. Like, let's just, you know, get to the news real quick, <laughs> you know, like no like sugar coating. So I love that you're the same way. Um, tell us about what inspired the good space as a podcast and what the podcast is all about. Sure. So I have my community to thank for this because initially I was just sending out blog posts every week 
And I started building a pretty big email list and like people loved everything I wrote um, in the community. And every year, I think I, I told you earlier, like once or twice a year, I do a survey. And one of the biggest things that people requested was an audio version of the blog post because they're like, I'm a mom, I'm doing laundry, I'm taking walks, I'm in the car and I can't really sit and read your blog post, but I want to. So mm. can you like make it easier for me to digest it? And so I was like, done. So it was really like a no brainer. And thankfully mm. they shared that with me. And so that's what it came from. And so essentially my goal with the podcast is for you to feel uplifted and have some good, like soul food for your day, for your week or your day. Um, we talk about concepts like mindfulness, manifesting, uh, working from home healthfully. What does a good balance look like in your life? And I hate saying the word balance because I feel like everything is your life is your life. And so it just matters like what you prioritize, prioritize over others. And so the goal is just to help you peel back layers and live a good life from truth and rooted in your soul. I don't know if that explains it very well, but it's just mainly topics on that. And I have psychologists come on. I have spiritual leaders come on. I have all these different types of um, experts for interviews and as well as solo episodes. Um, So, yeah. That is awesome and so special, and you guys obviously should go check it out. Um, I feel like it would be such a good pairing with News to Shore in the mornings. Um, those things together, I feel like staying informed and then getting in a good headspace and, you know, learning yes. about taking your spirituality to the next level. That's just, you know, a great combo right there. Um So I noticed, you know, on your description, on your website about yourself, um, you talked about having an intuitive life. Um, So what does having an intuitive life mean to you? This is such a good question. Mm -hmm. And I I really try to take these seriously and connect within and feel what, what truth is about is trying to come out because we all live with different stories and beliefs and influences and like things that kind of add these layers on top of truth. So hopefully what I answer can, can resonate with whoever's listening, but I feel like an intuitive life to me is living as close to who you truly are as possible and inviting that inner deeper voice to have a, a, not a louder place in your life because I feel like your inner voice is, soft and gentle and it nudges but it doesn't yell at you but inviting that to be the front and center way that you make all your decisions the way that you decide what emotions to feel or what thoughts to cling to or not cling to um not that we should cling on to our thoughts but again we always have a choice and so i just feel like an intuitive life is one that's authentic to you oh i love that we talked a lot about authenticity in my last podcast episode and I feel like it's a theme that I'm seeing with all the like inspiring women that I'm interviewing they all prioritize that in their life um and so it makes a lot of sense um but how do you view your own spirituality and how would you describe it to people oh it's so interesting again um I mean I view my I do believe in God and I am a Christian um But uh, over the years, I feel like in addition to believing in God and Christ, that it's expanded to um, 
to be everywhere, if that makes sense. Like I feel energy and I feel movement and I know everything around me has energy and I know thoughts and people and places have energy and just tuning into that, being present with it and um, making sure that I am always vibrating at the highest level of energy possible. And if you are listening and don't know what that means, when I say vibrating at the highest energy possible, I mean, am I feeling love? Am I feeling joy? Am I feeling positivity in that open, expansive, bright feeling? Or am I feeling lower energy, which means I'm feeling closed in, small, resistant, um, sad, depressed, like those, you can tell the difference in feeling between the two. And so I feel like over the last couple of years, especially I've been trying to simplify so much energetically, mentally, physically, emotionally, and then seeing, okay, what's left, what's actually important and how can I make sure those things that are important are the things that I'm actually prioritizing and then putting my energy into because the world sells you such a story that you need to go to college, that you need to like mm-hmm. have the job after college, that all your ducks need to be in a row, like the whole thing. And I literally beat myself up for so many years because my life didn't look like everyone else's because it was so like different and weird and not in a traditional sense. And I used to think you're flawed, like it's your fault that it's this way. And then I later realized actually I was just sold an image and a picture that actually doesn't even matter. And so living like in a more spiritual sense, like now I've given myself that permission and that freedom to live life the way that my spirit and my soul wants to live it. Oh, all of this is speaking to me so much. Yeah. I like, I definitely had just to share a little bit on how I connect to that. Like I had a shift that I was describing to you in our conversation before this about like when I moved to Oklahoma city and, um, I had recently started struggling with my, um, stomach condition. And so I feel like I had to take life slower and life like forced me to do that. And I just had a shift in like priorities. And I had to ask myself like, okay, if you only have so many hours of the day where you feel well enough to like work and do life, like what do you want to fill it with? And it was such a like, honestly a blessing because it forced me to think what do I want my life to be like big picture not like in the day-to-day sense like what do people expect of me what's going to look good on paper um etc what's going to look good to my friends like family whoever I kind of stopped like the people pleasing aspects because I realized like my time is so valuable um because I only would have like maybe a couple hours of the day where I wasn't like completely nauseous. And so I had to make good use of that time. And anyway, that totally makes sense to me. And I saw a lot of shifts in my life during that time as well, because, you know, I chose to live in a city that I think a lot of people like would feel like it's like a small town or like, you know, where I had been living in like New York, DC, Dallas, like, um, you know, big sparkly cities. I I chose to stay here because it felt right. It felt good. And, um, you know, kind of following that, following what I'm doing for a living in that same line of thinking of just like, what do I want to fill my life up with? But I also think in terms of like spirituality, you get sold a little bit of a, a prescribed uh, sort of doctrine as well. And you're like, this is what God looks like um, when really it's so yes. much more meta than than a literal picture. Oh my gosh, you said so many things. I'm like, oh, I want to talk about all of the things. Yes. Um, oh, I love how you said that. And 
you know, what, I mean, that must've been really horrible having to experience that stomach issue. I mean, I can't even imagine, but like what a blessing that you used it as an opportunity to really see what's important. And I think a lot of people and me, especially like I'm still learning and growing, but like we, at some point, most of us think everything's created equal and it's not, that's something I always try to remind myself every day because my to-do list, it could be 10 pages if I let it, Mm -hmm. but a lot of times it's like, okay, not everything is created equal. So what is most important? It's always checking in with yourself and Mm -hmm. figuring out what actually matters. And like you said, your time is so valuable. It's so valuable. And we talk a lot about productivity on the good space, but I always make a point to say as a spiritual practice, Mm -hmm. like in the spiritual community, in the thought leader community, the influencer community, you know, productivity is always talked about as like, okay, think your five-year plan and then work your way backwards and then work really hard and like push, push, push. And like, you know, go, go, go hustle, grind, hustle, grind. And, you know, it, it works for some people like Gary V we talked about him earlier, but he thrives on it. And yeah. that's great. Like that's that is his great. calling. That is his calling. Exactly. But like for someone like me, and I feel like for you as well, like the masculine energy and I have an episode all about masculine feminine energy. So if you're like, okay, I've heard of it, but I don't know quite what that is. You can check it out or I could even send you like mm-hmm. a download that I created if you want to give it to your audience. Yeah, um, we'll but it just talks that. about the difference between. Okay. Perfect. Okay, cool. Um, so that is a very masculine energy driven idea of like hustle, grind, hustle, grind. And so on the good space, I want to teach productivity as more feminine energy where it's more, you enjoy the process, you flow more, you do a little less because I truly believe you can have a huge impact and huge powerful like um, results by doing less. And that's like my, one of my goals is to prove that like you don't have to buy into the work 70 hours a week. Like how about you work 30, but those 30 are super like specific and like zoned in and you are doing it from your soul and it's connected and aligned anyways. I know you also asked about or mentioned the spirituality. Mm -hmm. Um, So yes, kind of tying onto that. There's a lot in the spiritual world that um, that is like garbage to be quite honest with you. Like a lot of people, you know, again, typical religion as well. Like God is this certain way he looks, Mm -hmm. it's this certain package that you get or like, you know, even in the fringe spiritual stuff, like, I know people love birth charts. I know people love sound baths and all that stuff. That's great. But I feel like you don't need to believe in birth charts or like, you know, all these other things in order to feel spiritual. And that's also something that I want to speak up about in the good space is like, okay, let's take a step back. Let's get back to the simple basics of it. And don't feel like you have to try microdosing <laughs> to like be spiritual, which is a thing yeah. happening right now. And I'm very big about, okay, let's stay in science. So let's stay in the little science circle and let's bring spirituality into science, not the other way around. Like there's so many people trying to like be in the spiritual world and take science into it. And it's like, that's not how it works. Like let's yeah. still be rooted. Let's still be grounded. Let's still have intellect thinking and like make, you know what I mean? Like still use your brain, 
but also don't be afraid to connect it to the heart and to the spiritual Mm -hmm. stuff. I don't know if I'm making sense, but. No, that makes a ton of sense to me. And it's so much more like individualistic, like sound baths might work really well to help one person connect with their higher power, whereas somebody else might like that doesn't work for them. And I think that like goes right back to the intuitive aspect that you were talking, we discussed before. Um, of just following what works for you and not prescribing to a doctrine. Um, Okay, so our next question real quick. Young people just starting out often struggle to kind of find what they love and what they are called to because there's so many options, I think, when you're first graduating. What advice do you have for young people who are looking to live a more fulfilled life and maybe have just entered the rat race or are about to? Okay. Ooh, this is great because I, I want to share things that I feel like I wish I knew or that I listened to, um, when I'm in the same boat. So first I would say, write down whatever it is that you feel like you love. So like, I totally get that where you have so many different things pulling you in different directions. So just write it down. So it's like out of your brain written down somewhere. And then I would honestly, like if you meditate or pray or you journal or you like to be in nature, I would do any of those things that makes you feel connected and listen, see what your heart is telling you, like what actually makes intuitive sense to you. Um, You know, with music, that was it. Like I just knew that's what I need to do. That's where my heart is. Everything funneled into that. And so that was like the most crystal clear I've ever been about what I want to do. Um, and then as it changed, it was scary because I was like, well, how am I supposed to figure this out? And the thing is like, you just have to trust that your own soul knows what it is you're meant to do and where you're going. And so just allow yourself the space to test things. I think one of the biggest mistakes we can make as entrepreneurs and even just people is having to overthink, over plan, over strategize. And so you're paralyzed from taking action honestly, most of the answers that I've gotten in my life about what I'm supposed to doing happened because I started somewhere because I started writing the blog post because I started creating content or whatever the case may be. And so I feel like even if you just have like a mustard seed or like a little grain of like truth or confirmation, just do it. Like start the blog post, start the painting, go sign up for the class. And then when you take that first class, when you start that first blog post, you're going to get information. You're going to get feedback from your body, from your spirit. Um, and, and know from there, if you want to keep doing it, maybe you get, maybe you like the idea of writing a blog post, but it's actually getting the information you like and not the writing. Okay. So if I like getting information, what can I do with that useful to give seeing or getting it right the first time? Um, Yeah, that's what I would say. Okay, and for our next question, um, you recently wrote a post called Why Doing Nothing is One of the Best Things You Can Do. Please explain because this is totally intriguing. Oh, yeah. Um, It's actually pretty funny. I wrote it because actually an editor on Medium, uh, who's an editor for publication, she was like, I asked her, oh, is there any content that you like would love to read? And she's like, honestly, talking about why boredom or like doing nothing is actually a good thing. Mm -hmm. And I was like, yeah, that's a great question. And this was like weeks ago. And then like 
earlier last week, I had been feeling burned out from work. I'd been feeling over everything. I'm like, I am done. Like, I just want to quit life and go like hide in a corner somewhere and just never come out. And then my friend was like, oh, I'm getting off of my ADHD medication and I'm feeling really overwhelmed, frustrated. I'm like, girl, I am too. And so I was like, this needs to be written. And so, um, honestly, um, I really truly believe doing less and doing nothing when you're feeling stressed is actually more rejuvenating than pushing through. And I can definitely attest to it just in my own life because my work is very creative. So not only with a good space, but my copywriting business, it sucks that like my output is tied to my creativity because if I'm stressed, if I'm tired, if I'm like thinking of other things, I don't produce as well as Mm -hmm. I do when I'm not having those problems and it's not like an Excel sheet where I can just plug in like numbers and it does the math for me and it's like routine. Right. Um, and so basically it's just about how we need time to do nothing. And that includes not reading books. I'm obsessed with books. So that's a hard one for me, not reading books, not watching TV, even listening to podcasts. And I'm like, even though I have a podcast, I don't mind saying don't listen for like 15, 20 minutes a day. So you can be in silence, you can be in stillness. And it goes back to Deepak Chopra's book, um, The Seven Spiritual Laws of Success. Have you read that or? No, I haven't, but I am familiar with him. Okay, so it's very short. I wanna say it's like a hundred pages or like just a little over, it's like super short. But he talks about how in order to plug into the energy of abundance every day, you need to spend time with four things every day nature, silence, non-judgment, and prayer. Hold on. I have it down, but I feel like, okay, it's like nature, silence, non-judgment, and then one other thing. I always forget the fourth one. I can send it to you, but essentially we need that time to recuperate our energy, to restore it, to regenerate it, Um, and even decision-making. Like I talk about that a little bit in the article um, and deep work by Cal Newport. That book is incredible if you're interested in this concept of, as well. But it's like we only have, it's similar to willpower. Um, our, our ability to direct attention only has a certain amount every day. And if you don't unplug from work and if you don't unplug from stimuli, like different stimuli and like con- consumption, you don't actually restore it. So you could go to bed and wake up and it's not restored. And so, um, now I like force myself every day when I'm done with work, I shut my laptop and I say shut down complete. That's something Cal Newport says to do. Mm. You say shut down complete. So you're like announcing to yourself and to the universe, I'm done. And of course you can't force thoughts to, to be there or to not be there. And so what I do is I just focus on other things. And if work thoughts come through, I just, I'm like, great, you can float on by. I don't need to like attach to you or identify with you or worry about you. I can just let you float by. And then you just go back to whatever you're doing. So whether that's taking a walk outside after you shut down, because obviously work from home, it's harder to have that. Oh, is, is it working? Yeah. Sorry. There was, there was a call coming through. Oh, no, no worries. worries. I just wanted to make sure I was like, I hope it didn't cut out. You can Um, keep going. you know, working from home, we don't have commutes right now. Maybe some people do and eventually we will, but like having that separation. So like taking a walk when you're done, um, you know, reading for 20 minutes. Mm-hmm. Um, I know I said, don't read, but like, if it's something soothing, that's fine. But it's just basically like 
yeah, like restoring that creativity, restoring that ability to direct your attention by not being inundated with anything. And then plus when you're doing nothing and you're bored, your mind can wander. And I know that's pretty common and I'm sure you've heard that before and people listening have, but it's absolutely true. Like your mind cannot wander or come up with new ideas when you're just stuffing like ideas and thoughts and other people's words all the time into your brain. And so, um, I think nothing is the best things you can do. That's why Einstein always took walks when he needed to solve problems. That's why Nelson Mandela Mandela used to do that too. Every morning he would start with a one, at least one mile, maybe it was longer than that, but like he would do a walk every morning for the same length of time before he had his breakfast or tea or anything. And then he'd go back and he'd do that and start his day. Sorry. Keep going. No, please. I want you to like, please Mm -hmm. jump in. Um, but yeah, I just, in a, in a funny sense as well, one of my favorite copywriters ever, Laura Belgray, she has this thing where she's like, when I started my copywriting business or my, she wanted to make millions writing emails. Cause she's like, I want to be as lazy as possible, period. <laughs> like that is my goal in life to be as lazy as possible. And that resonated so much with me. And guess what? She does make millions sending wow. emails from her couch at home. And so I'm like, you literally whatever your spirit's calling you to do, you can Mm -hmm. literally make it happen, but you have to give yourself time to do nothing. Like you just Mm -hmm. have to, and it ties into productivity as a spiritual practice, like doing less, what's actually important. What do I need to be doing? What am I just doing for busy work? Because I feel like I have to be busy and just really, it's like putting the boundaries on yourself and your life and you will have more energy and more creativity and more of the life you want by putting the effort into doing these things than you would just like passively consuming. Like that's the easiest thing in the world. But if I can just take the effort to take a walk or to actually change that habit, then you're serving yourself so much bigger in the long run. It's so true. And I I don't know if anybody else has experienced this, but like I always get like my best ideas whenever I'm traveling um and I think it's exactly what you're describing like I don't have a to-do list like I'm not taking that phone call right now like I just am sitting on a train like obviously like um you know a lot of time when you're traveling you're physically traveling like you're on a train or a plane or autom- in the car um you know and whenever I'm doing that that's when I like ideas just like are bursting in and I'm like where have you been like when I try to force creativity you know nothing comes and kind of like you were describing like I used to do social media consulting and I would use up that tank of creativity on somebody else's business and so then when I would finally get the chance in my day to work on my own creative side of the business like I didn't have anything left so I totally feel you on that and that's why I had to move away from it because you have to like you said make that conscious like boundary um but we're gonna end on our favorite question which is what is your favorite quote and what does it mean to you and the reason we ask this is we feel like it gives us some insight into who you are as a person so yeah (laughs) Mm. This is really hard. I actually have three that I pulled up because I'm like, I don't know how to choose, but these are ones, I mean, should I just share like the best one or like, whichever one like is speaking to you right now. Um. Okay. Mm. Okay. I think this one speaks to me right now Um, from Stephen Pressfield. And he said, most of us have two lives, the life we live and the unlived life within us between the two stands resistance. 
And I always try to remind myself of that. Like in any given moment, the unlived life is right there. And am I going to choose to, am I going to choose it or am I going to keep going with where, you know what I mean? Like I always want to make sure that resistance isn't the reason that I'm not living the life I want to live. So that is gorgeous. And that ties this episode up perfectly with a bow. So thank you so much for being on here. We appreciate you. And I hope you guys will find her online. I will link all of her links below. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe on whatever podcast platform you use to listen. A rate and review on Apple Podcasts would mean the world to us and really help us be able to keep creating the news du jour for free for you guys. You can also follow us on social media under sugarfreemedia.co on Instagram, sugarfree underscore media on Twitter, and just sugarfreemedia, all one word, on TikTok. You can also subscribe to emails on our blog so that you get an alert every time we have a new post or an announcement, and that's at www.sugarfreemedia.co. Again, that's sugarfreemedia.co. Our music is by Joey Lavoie and Nicholas Foster. Our cover art is by Hannah Pierce Photography. Our Sugar Free Media logo is by Catherine Jezik Designs. We appreciate you listening and look forward to telling you about the news again next time on News to Shore. Broadcasting from Oh